It's Tuesday, September 13th. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle with Tyler Gates, Russ Campbell, and Aaron Bewley. It's episode 268. How's it going, Russ? It's going. How is you? Good, How is you doing? That's right. Correct. Um, How is yeah, you I'm doing? A, yeah, something like that. I'm a little under the weather today. I'm not feeling so hot. But I'm oh, like on cloud nine because uh, this weekend had a CrossFit competition. Talked about it last week. We talked about it on Friday, I believe. 44 teams of two showed up. Me and my partner got third place. And I am just so excited. It was good, man. It was good. And it's still carrying me through here. And uh, my whole family got uh, strep throat this weekend. And maybe I'm starting to get it. I don't know. <laughs> so not that, feeling so sounds, that sounds terrible. We're probably going to need to move our tech breakfast meetup. Not going to lie. Yeah, I'm wondering about that. Ain't nobody want to get that. Um, but that yeah. does tell the the crowd out there that we're we're thinking about tech breakfast meetups, you know, you know local yeah, where we all live. Tonight. Yep. Me and uh, Tyler and Russ and Daniel, a.k.a. Platinum, as you all know, I'm on the show. But uh, that's kind of what's going on, dude. Um, so I'll tell you, and you didn't ask, but I will tell you. Tell there me. Were five workouts this weekend in the CrossFit thing. The second workout. So we did two Friday night and three on Saturday. The second one on Friday night was so simple. It was how many calories can you do on the echo bike? You know, like the, the, the fan bike, assault bike, whatever. There's a specific oh, bike, the yeah. echo bike. How many can you do in one minute? And my wife was like, oh, that's going to be the easiest one. That's so easy. You can do anything for a minute. Okay. It was, it was absolutely hellacious. And I almost blacked out. And I, I started losing like blood to uh, the lower parts of my arms, like where my hands to my elbows. <laughs> it was, it was an, <laughs> absolutely insane. I got up, tried to walk, and it was like I was a newborn giraffe. I hit the deck. I'm laying there. About 90 seconds after I, I, I hit the ground after that minute, the most excruciating pain I've ever felt in my quads, ever. Like, wow. Unbelievable. Absolutely insane. Lactic acid buildup. One of the guys that had gone like 15 minutes prior to me, he came over. He was actually on the team that got second place. He came over, he picked my feet up, and he was shaking them uh, like one leg at a time, shaking it back and forth, trying to get the lactic acid out. In fact, that gentleman, um, he and I got the most calories. In the minute, we tied for first. We both got 44. And it was just insane. It was absolutely insane. So there you um, go. Fun little story. You know, it's interesting, you know, one minute seems not very long, but then whenever you consider the fact that you didn't have a specific goal, like your goal yeah. was ambiguous. It didn't have yeah. this intentional, you know, ride at whatever cadence for a minute. It was, correct. it was go full flat out the whole time. And for people who, who talk about like, you know, I played a sport where you you kind of constantly move it's very rare that you're just that you have a time to truly rest but whenever you play football there's there's actually more tiring effects to it and that's not just like the pounding that you take but the reason for it is is because even though plays last seven seconds on average it is seven seconds of all out as much as you can give every play that to, to try and stretch that out for a minute, I can imagine there's probably there's no one on earth that wouldn't be killed by that if they were truly giving it their all because the limit is beyond that of themselves. So yes. I don't know, man. I get it. I understand why that would be tough. Um, my wife was nervous for me yesterday walking down the stairs after I did like 15 minutes of rowing, which we talked about. Um, yeah. But I ratcheted it up, you know. Uh, yeah. It was a long time and it was like two kilometers in 15 minutes. So I don't know what that, what's that like 18 miles? Not real sure. We use, we use real numbers <laughs> in America. Miles. <laughs> I think it's probably maybe 30. It's somewhere, it's, it's somewhere in that range. So I figure if I'm on the road for 15 minutes, that's probably 20, 30 miles. Yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah. You probably went farther than 2000 meters. 2k is a standard test in the rowing realm. Well, so if you ask what, any rower what their 2k time is, that's like, how fast, like asking a sprinter how fast they run 100 meters. Well, so let's like, also remember that I'm not a rower. I'm a person who rows. Yeah. I'll, I, I just mean it's a, it's a standard anyway. That's all I'm, that's all I'm trying to say. Well, but, hold on. Um, hold on. What is your, what's your 2K? 
Uh, six fifty three was my record in college, but I think I'm stronger now, um, so I could probably beat that. Six minutes and fifty three seconds for a. Do 2K. you think your endurance is as good? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think it's damn. Yeah, solid. I think I'm for me. It now. was like I was struggling with mine, and I, I also had it on like a uh, which I think would would help with the distance. Like I had it on a higher sent you know or resistance setting yeah uh so it was like a yeah it's it was kind of a sort of a interval approach that this little i mean it's a i have a cheap rower man you know it's electronic it's uh it's a magnetic rower so it's silent oh Um, interesting i because it's right next to my kids room um Mm, so it's like i need i need it i need it to not be loud uh it gets the job done but whatever you know moniker it shows is about you know it show it's showing kilometers. It said two, and uh, I mean, I was sprinting on that sucker for a while. Like it was like my whole body okay. was. I felt, yeah, so I felt it's like not you calibrated off the same bike. then. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Calibrated I, yeah, so I'm then. I'm just going off of what probably went that much farther. Yeah, it's yeah. probably like 80, 80, 90 miles. That's my guess. I would guess. Um, yep. Yeah, guess. at, at least. Right. Um, but I have to I have to bring something up with you before we get in this day in tech Let's history, mm-hmm. because I got a little bit of this day in tech history okay uh when i checked twitter like i don't know right before we got on this thing and i see buley cloud emoji liked your tweet and <laughs> from the like tweet, four years ago <laughs> well it's even more interesting because i said it so this is what my tweet said okay around four years ago aaron buley beat me in basketball <laughs> i think about it often <laughs> but I rationalized that I had slash have, which is true. I'm actually getting this looked at on Friday, by the way. Uh, I'm sorry, Monday, um, a foot injury. So I'm finally getting it looked at. Um, wow. And well, because I broke my other foot. I don't know if I told you that. So both feet sure. are now broken. No. So it's like, eh, might as well get them both looked at. And uh, so anyways, I rationalized this uh, because I had slash have a foot injury and everything is okay. Today, I realized he was likely in the early stages of developing cancer. And I'm both <laughs> upset and elated this morning. Ha <laughs> ha, you won, sir, GG. But it's that that was a moment. But the thing is, is I didn't have that thought today. I had that thought on July <laughs> or June 12th, 2019. <laughs> and that's when I tweeted this out. But I finally got the like from Buley today on September 13th. 2022 <laughs> so, i don't know it's how so that good. happened but it did it's so good i was looking for something else i was typing i was typing in some <laughs> keywords and that popped up and i just laughed reading it and i remember playing uh, you in basketball and um i was like how in the world did i not like this you know i wonder if there's that, some kind of weird thing where like likes get cleared I've, and i've had that happen to me before um there's some people who's pinned tweets I visited their accounts um, before and I'm like, wow, okay, this is hilarious. And I like it. And I go back like a year later or something and it's still pinned. And I'm like, this is hilarious. And it's not liked by me anymore. I don't know if some like weird thing happens where they clear likes. I bet you just didn't like it in the moment because you did comment on it saying that it was the greatest day of your life, which I can respect. (laughs) Uh, I didn't see that. That's funny. It says, well, and I didn't. It says, greatest day of my life beating a division one baller one on one was a dream come true. Let's go hoop again (laughs) soon. And now I'm sitting here saying, I have another broken foot. I only have two feet. They're both broken. Like, what is going on here? (laughs) Dude, so when I was in college, Maybe we won't talk about tech on this show today. I don't know. (laughs) When I was in college, I basically minored in basketball. When I wasn't rowing, I was at the gym playing basketball. There you go. And that's a joke because you can't really do that. But Sure you can. um, Well, I mean, yeah, you can go to the gym and play basketball, but you can't minor in basketball. I don't know. Sports and exercise Uh, science is about as close I think at tech you can. I'm pretty pretty sure there are at least like 15 people. No, I I say this jokingly. I'm not sure they ever went to class. I think they were only... (laughs) At the gym on court four, by the way, that's where like the cool kids were. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Did, oh, did you see all the, um, so this is somewhat tech related and I'll get back to the other point I was going to make, but did you see all the videos of A&M clowning on app state the night before their game? They always do like oh, no. practice or whatever. Oh, oh and God. they were trying to do a DMCA takedown of the video because it's so embarrassing. They sit there, <laughs> their yell leaders sit there at the bottom and their whole like student section, like that whole side of the stadium is full. They do this b- before home games. 
and they are just clowning on, like they're terrible jokes. It's like these yell leaders are all like doing stand up practice or something, and it's just horrible. They're talking about literally, quite frankly, just bluntly, how dumb people who go to App State are. Just constant jokes about like their intellect. And they're all they, the jokes all fall flat. They're terrible. And rumor got out that they were trying to take the videos off of Twitter. And so every like every you know how Bar Barstool Sports has one for each of the universities or whatever. Every single one of yeah. them was like retweeting and reposting the video. It's so funny. Oh my god. And gosh. so yeah, AM was was trending on Twitter this morning for the video. It's just so bad. There was like five or six different ones of them. It's oh, it's remarkable to me how how many times uh, A&M alum, and I have many friends who attended the university, uh, brother-in-law as well. And it's just a, there's always this this thing about intellect when it comes to A&M people. I feel like they don't realize that 66,000 people attend their school. It wasn't that hard to get into. Like, <laughs> it's, it, like seriously, it is a massive yeah. school. Like how many people go to OU? Like 30,000? Yeah, thirty-four, something like that. Last time I checked. Yeah, I don't so know. I don't know. It's just it's just fascinating to me. But uh, I love every aspect of that, uh, mostly because you know sports snafus in particular are just fun for me. Yes, um, and the internet's forever. I enjoy them. And it's, and the it's internet is so. forever. <laughs> it's so and it's undefeated. Tell me about it. But back to the basketball thing. Playing at the gym all the time. Um, there would there would be times where our basketball team players would come in. And I don't, I don't recall if I think it was all out of season. Obviously, I think they get enough basketball in season, and they're probably. I mean, you can tell me if, if you remember when you were playing D one, if they gave you any sort of rules about, hey, don't go play at the, you know, the rec center or whatever. Like, stay here. They did, here. yeah. Don't, don't injure um, yourself or whatever. You can't. So you can't play in intramurals. Um, yeah, that's right. And in, <laughs> and in general, <laughs> yeah, Sorry, and in general, ahead. you you like. It's not that you can't play, it's that you need to protect yourself. So for instance, yeah. like we wouldn't play a lot on court four during the season, which is like the one where that's the court that you show up to and everyone mm. is going to be there. Everyone there is going to prove to you why they should be on the team, even mm. though they're not sort of thing. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. that it's, it's that one, which is, which is always your highest risk of, of getting hurt. So you never played on that one. But you might go play in a half court game or maybe even a full court game on a different court with a less serious sort of atmosphere around it. Sure. So that's yeah. That's kind of the so you could go, but it was like, you know, don't don't get broke is basically yeah. kind of what it turned into, you know. Well, my memories were always, you know, whenever you'd have a random player come in and play with us and you're just I don't know, it's just awe inspiring, right? Their athleticism and size and just skill and um, you know game intellect and awareness and it's just all off the charts like you know you 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 play with these people regularly that you're like okay yeah I have a lot of respect for these this dude's game or this person's game or whatever and then they step in the gym and everybody just pales in comparison it's it's uh, absolutely <laughs> incredible yeah, yeah what's hey what's oh what's the audio of Taylor Gates? to like to like a Kramer entering a room? Do we have do we <laughs> have a playbook it. for this? <laughs> I think he just did it. Welcome to the show. <laughs> well, good. I have like ten minutes. Give me something. Give me something to be obnoxious about, and then I will leave. Yeah. Hi everyone. Well, I think we're sorry. I think we're doing a non-tech show today. We've just been well, talking on. I've about got, sports and memories. I've got an idea. I can. <laughs> oh, I can. I can I'm not I can sorry at all that I'm missing this. Exactly. We can get on sports ball after you leave. Here you go, Tyler. Okay. Apple, give us your take. They're great. They're doing great. Everything Just that they word. do is for the people. <laughs> Just one word, Apple. Give for me your take. For the well, people. You know? Well, everybody's okay. very excited about the update. It's giant, right? I like literally every room, virtual or otherwise, that I walk into these days, somebody's like clamoring about how it didn't work or it worked and it's amazing without talking about why it's amazing i do find that very interesting um but yeah you know no, it's, there's a lot of clamor it must be amazing i know you you ordered some new devices right they they did uh what the six four thirteen plus s <laughs> something i don't know last year's four, sizes yeah, okay. but like prettier I, thicker thinner we don't know but i'm sure that they did already? an excellent an excellent yeah. job advertising <laughs> why thicker or thinner is the way to be or bigger or smaller. One of them. Or round or square. This, am I wrong? 
uh, we ordered a 14 Pro Max. I don't know if that clears up the confusion. Oh. <laughs> that a plus S? I don't. What's the difference? No, uh, uh, I'm, there is no difference. I, yeah, no, I'm sure the the phones are are uh, iteratively amazing. I'm sure um, that I I was I am eager actually legitimately to hear how the new Pro uh, Airbuds work out because I know. People were very excited about the first edition of the Pro. It'll be interesting to me to see if they made some significant improvements there. I didn't see a lot of the announcement stuff, to be honest, but I'd rather hear from folks out in the field that had Pros and got the new Pros, and they're like, oh my gosh, life-changing, even if they're not. Well, there's there's one thing here that might be interesting to you. So one of the biggest conversations was around this new like pill replacement of the notch on the uh, Pro oh, and Pro yeah. Max. And it, how it, never... has, it has a lot. Go ahead. No, go, go on. No, go on. I was going to say, it has a lot of like, um, almost like it's like multitasking functionality that, that I've always felt iOS lacked. And, and Android's sure. navigation bar, or not, sorry, I'm sorry, notification bar notification. really does a lot of. Well, yeah. I had gotten to think about something, and it's just, because it's just so common. There's almost There's almost always articles that come out about it. And I was like, you know, I wonder if this thing had ever been done before because I was we were having conversations in the TPP community. Oh, this this pill, this multitasking pill. I actually I I have like no point of reference there. I've heard people like years of this bitching about the notch, and I I mean I think I know what it is. I think I've seen enough pictures to kind of understand that it's this weird dead space on the phone. But what what is explain the pill to me? What what is this so multitasking pill, zone? Because all I can visualize all, is the Android drawer, like the, the notification sort of drawer. So, so what's to it me, doing? functionally, it, it serves a similar purpose. I think it's okay. I actually think it's a really good use of the space. Um, and it's really um kind of in true Apple fashion, looks very smooth and satisfying. Nice. Yeah. But yeah. the um so the pill is like if you have your music playing, you know, in the notification shade, if you were to pull it down, you could like pause skip whatever else yeah. whatever you're doing it will show that on this on the on in the pill it'll sort of expand outward and show that or you might have say maybe you're going to unlock something with your face id a little face thing will pop up on it and show it to you right so it's like it has all these That's little cool. indicators some it's of like which you can naturally active... interact with others don't that that actually sounds really elegant, um, and and I'll I'll say why because one I I have no doubt that Apple actually did a very good job with execution, or at least I would guess that they have. Right? It'll be cool to kind of see how it goes. But one thing I've noticed is that the Android app drawer, which has been around for effing ever. In fact, when Android finally introduced the app drawer, I do not know which release. You probably do. Um, that's when I got off of like immediately jailbreaking my phones or, you know, cracking into them because the, um, the third party non, you know, like carrier development community had d designed a lock screen app drawer of, of sorts very early in Android days. And it was the best feature because you got so much information at point of use and it matured over the years faster than the carriers and, and we're keeping up right and then when android actually deployed it they killed it and it was i thought it was a really good just concise way of consuming useful information but over the years it has just become like the dumping ground for every freaking thing that's happening on the phone to the point where sometimes i'm on a zoom call or i'm on a phone call that's actually been super irritating on the the pro six and i can't find the dang thing I can't find the app to go back to it because it's buried in a sea of notifications and they do a terrible job, sorry, Google, of prioritizing the stuff that should obviously be at either the top or the bottom, whatever it's going to default to. So here's hoping the pill is actually smart about what it's dumping in there. Just a Tyler, quick did you hear what they you're call it? About the Hold on. You're, you're talking about the notification sorry. bar, not the app drawer. Um, yeah, yes, so yes. Yeah. No, 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 absolutely. No, there's so much crap in that notification because so many apps have so many different notifications. And one criticism, I, another criticism, I should say, I have for the app drawer these days in the, uh, sorry, not the app drawer, the notification drawer, if I'm saying app drawer, that's probably the confusion, um, is that there are a number, number of like system notifications that you can't just clear all the time. Like there are some persistent ones that are difficult to get rid of. And some of them are super annoying. And it's just like, yeah, I'm not going to do anything about that. Just go away. 
Um, and it, that stuff kills me because some you can you know mute indefinitely in the settings. Other ones are just there. Anyways, we have Android by we in that case has apparently given app owners too many hooks to throw random crap into the notification drawer. And, and it's become actually just too much noise in my mind. So do you know there what they call go. it? The pill? The, di- the dynamic island? <laughs> Had you heard that yet? Oh, yes, I did. I saw that in the notifications. That's uh, that's a really terrible marketing name for like anything. Yeah. Well, and here's, why, here's why? one of my favorite quotes why from it. Island? Well, because just it to... moves around and it sits. It's not a notch anymore. There's oh, it does. a screen that goes above it. Oh, so this, it doesn't like well, That's why they called place? it a pill. It looks like no, a pill I, on the screen, but it can move around. But it can be anywhere. So it's an overlay. Okay. Well, it's not necessarily no. anywhere. It's anchored it's to that area, but it can get wider or it can get taller. Right. Tyler, it's not like a notification that's like that you, teenagers that you would have on an Android desktop sort of thing. Like you don't move it around. <laughs> they should have called it the dynamic teenager bubble. I, I'm going to be wider and taller. What are you on right now? What are you talking <laughs> right, about? So wider and taller. Here, that's. I mean, at some point, yeah. you stop getting taller, you just get wider. So it can't so be now, a dynamic young adult. <laughs> okay. So this quote. <laughs> now, Apple's new pill looks ugly. Apple knows it. You know it. It's basically the same wretched mechanism that many Android phones have been using for years now. But rather than wretched, shying away it. from it, no, no, no. This is what Apple did. They made it. it into the centerpiece of their new design with some gimmicky, but clever, mm. but actually pretty useless, but pretty cool, but mostly silly user interface <laughs> element that is a true masterclass on how to turn a drawback into an, ad- an advantage. Man, the audacity of these peeps. I love them. I hate them. Wow. I mostly love them, and I hate them some more. That's, that's, that's a lot of words. That's very confusing. I actually have no idea how I should feel about that bubble pill notch that's not a notch thing after reading yeah. that or hearing it read to me. We, no, you just imagine look, the design like the design uh, group coming together and they're saying, how do we get around this? Oh, let's draw a ton of attention to it and make it a beautiful thing. (laughs) It's pretty funny. But Okay, back to, and I got to go in a second. So this is the last thought I'll have on this. If, if the, like, I don't care, bubble expanding, growing taller, like widget that floats on top. Okay, cool. We got apps to do that in Android all the time. I just, it's not, that isn't so useful that I'm like shocked or amazed at all. But if they do a good job of just putting the crap that you need in it, then I'm impressed. And and it's good that they have done that. If it ends up just being a dumping ground for every possible notification and it happens to be a widget that can exist in front of other apps, it's going to be a nightmare regardless of who designed it. But I'll bet Android won't have as cool of a marketing movie for it as Apple probably did. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> and I'm out. Beautiful. Sorry, peace. Andy's Enjoy the show. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, Mic dude. drop. Um, okay, so first of all, my God. What are we talking about? Basketball? We, so I guess, well, hold on. <laughs> what, oh, Tyler, my my dear Lord. Um, I think he was on like 17 Red Bulls right there. Dude, seriously. So th- this is... Um, this is incredible. Where do I start? Like, maybe this is what we need to do. We need to have 10-minute segments of letting <laughs> Tyler react to something, and then we react to him. Because that... First of all, there is the notification shade, and there is the app drawer. For someone who yes. has clearly He's mixing them up only, all over the place. <laughs> yeah, he has clearly only used Android and had no idea is just fascinating to me. And app tray, notification I, I, drawer. What are we talking about here? <laughs> it's just fascinating. It's anyways. So first of all, Tyler. Your notification management really? is up to you. I, I, it sounds to me like yes. you have just left them all on. Chaos. And Chaos, yes. Because the prioritization that it does is based off of learning your usage patterns and the way you configure your notifications. So if you just don't touch it, you will receive 350 million notifications. So I'm also looking at my phone, and I have a lot of system background tasks going on right now literally not one notification that is persistent sitting in there. So it's like, that was that was fascinating from, from Tyler. The other side of this is, is I don't think he realizes that iOS also has like a notification area. So it already exists and that this is not just taking the place of notification area. It's, it's giving you the functionality that Android has in the notification area, 
for multitask management. So the multitasking part is the key there. I'll I'm going to be completely honest, man. And I think maybe you said this or someone else did. I don't think Dynamic Island is that big of a deal from a name perspective. Like, no, yeah, like, I didn't tweet did, that. Why, why do you was, have to? People yeah. are freaking out. I mean, no. I get it. Why do you have to name it? But is it? I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's. I think it's pretty it's unnecessarily I think it's pretty critical. Yeah, it is. It's unnecessarily critical. I agree with that, and I think the naming is actually pretty appropriate because it describes the fact that it's an island now. It's no longer a notch around the edge of the frame. Correct. It sits out from the edge, and you have screen that wraps around it, and is dynamic. It moves. Seems Correct. perfect to me. And in my opinion, looks dramatically better than the notch. And I recognize that is that is subjective. Um, but as I'm sitting here, so what I meant to bring up with Tyler, but he's gone because I wanted to ask if he knew about this because I'm assuming no one else will know about it. And I didn't either. So anyways, a lot of, you know, Android fan people, they'll they'll get frustrated whenever the new feature is actually an old feature. But now it's the hotness because Apple made it like that's the world we live in people you're going to have to get used to it just is so anyways I thought to myself Zook made a comment in TBP community uh, on telegram he said I've never seen anything like this from another company before and he said it like during the announcement and I went in and I started talking about the notification area and the things that it does and he was unaware of those things but then I said to myself I was like you know what Zook makes a good point I wonder if anyone else has done this before. And so I just decided it was randomly <clears throat> last night. I just Googled and I was like, the Android version of, uh, you know, the pill or whatever it is. And uh, I did end up getting, and I even remember some of this after I ended up seeing it. So LG and HTC <laughs> both went and made seven years ago a it was like an area where the point of it was at the top of the screen to interact with different active apps, but it was like persistently on there. It wasn't in the notification shade. Now, LG had this knack for like really odd feature implementations in Android. I mean, it was such a competitive space. You know, everyone's trying to get a leg up on the other. So all these people made these different features, yada, yada, yada. And, and that's what they did a lot of the times. I mean, they made a, a dual screen phone like six years ago or something. So it's like mm -hmm. stuff like that they did. And so I wasn't surprised to see the LG did it. I was a little surprised to see HTC did it uh, a little bit after them. But nonetheless, there was some of that. It was very janky, though. I mean, it was like it was very apparent as to why this didn't catch on because their their implementation was it just I don't know maybe maybe I'm just judgy because it was seven years ago and maybe everything looked like crap seven years ago, but to mm -hmm. me that didn't look very good. But it was interesting. It was another one because there were so many people who were like, Android's done this and that, and then there was some other um, article that released on the Verge that was like all of the features from Apple's event that have been on Android for years, and that was a fun comment section to read, by the way, <laughs> um, which which I'm I'm pretty sure was the entire intent of the article. It's like get people to click on it and read the comments and just keep commenting. Cause everyone knows like when you get a lot of comments <laughs> yeah. on an article, Google will ads. throw that sucker to the top. Yeah. They'll sell ads. Yeah. And so I thought that was genius. It was fascinating. Here's the reality, man. The vast majority of like all of these things that phones have done for, for probably like five years now is so unbelievably similar across them that mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're crazy similar in, in the way they behave almost to the point of yeah. it's just kind of gotten a little boring in it's that like social media, like flavors of social media software now. They all just copy yep. each other because the innovation just isn't there anymore. Which so. which is interesting. But as you mentioned copying, I saw a bunch of people saying <laughs> that they would actually like to see a similar implementation of the dynamic island uh, on Android proper. So like inside of AOSP, the Android open source project, mm -hmm. which is what Android is based on because they liked the, um, the constant view of like the music as opposed to pulling down the sure. notification shade and things like that. And so there's, there's some yeah. people who are looking at it and be, and the articles were like, you know, these companies, they copy things all the time and they try and hide it. And they were like, this is something I want people to, I want Android to copy 
don't even worry about hiding it. It needs to be an Android 14 or something like that. So yeah. I think, I think while it might be silly, I think people like it, you know? Yeah. Music's a good example there. I, uh, I, if I, or when I ever go up from where I'm at and get off the notch, uh, that'll be helpful because what I typically do is have uh, a quick launch to music from my watch um, because then I, I, I don't know, whatever. It simplifies a lot of things for me to be able to skip songs or like a song or remove a song. Sure. Um, where it'd just be nice if it was kind of sitting natively on the top on my iOS interface. Um, sorry, I have to bring this up, but we were just talking about social media, which is tying in what you were talking about. There was a fact that was tweeted the other day by Sal Rodriguez. He's a uh, Wall Street Journal reporter covering Facebook and social in general. So social media, period, I, guess, I guess he's got to say Facebook. But Instagram users spend 17.6 million hours a day watching Reels versus 197.8 million hours a day on, talk, uh, talk, on TikTok. So I was like, huh, how many years? Like I didn't even, I didn't even go to, you know, months or whatever. 197.8 million hours every day. How many years is that? That's, That's 22,565 years worth of watch time every day going to TikTok. Blows that my is, mind. Uh, that's terrifying. It is. It's it. terrifying. There's like no other way to say that. 22,500. Like you think about the history, like recorded human history. It's like roughly like there's a whole lot of stuff that happens within like about 5,000 years. Right? I mean, seriously, this is like it's wild. This is like four and a half times the length of like recorded human history every single day on this one app. Every day. Now, I don't know how, like, I don't know where he's pulling the numbers, blah, 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 whatever. It's hard for me to even fathom that. I mean, but I mean, if I, you think about, so it's 197 million people spending one hour a day you could break it down like that right that seems easy with eight billion people on the planet i mean think about facebook that has two billion users yeah that's true like a third of the you people know, on the planet are what is are daily active users yeah what what does that well, look like you know yeah that's wild that's yeah, the it's high priority conversation net, network effects right you, you know, it's funny, it's sticking with kind of the mobility side of this. Tyler was talking about, I don't know when the app drawer came out. I'll be completely honest. I don't remember a time when it didn't. So I tried to look it up and uh, and I'm looking through, looks like the very first version of Android uh, as we know it was released in September of 2008. I didn't get, and that was Android 1.0, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't actually get on Android until 2009, and that was actually 2.0. Eclair was the the first like release with a with a name that they had had, and it's it's interesting as I'm looking at the feature list, like things things that you just don't think about. I don't think like for instance, one of the highlighted feature lists, October 27th, 2009, ability to tap a contacts photo and select to call. SMS or email a person like thing like very small, mm -hmm. very specific, small things like this that kind of show up improved Google maps, 3.1.2 motion event, uh, enhanced track, multi-touch events. I just remember a lot of this stuff back then, like back in the day being core aspects of just like using the phone day to day and just remembering yeah. really at the end of the day, how crappy these things were back then. Yes. Yeah, I mean, really, like, we've come a long like way were in very short order. Yeah, it's it's been wild. Like support for high DPI displays up to 320 PPI, such as a four, such as four inch 720p screen, yeah, which is not much at all. That's, that was May yeah. 20th, 2010. Yeah, um, just just it's just interesting looking at kind of the I mean, if you look at this, this is just a maturation page of of Android over time. Fun fact, by the way, I, I bought this book while back, I hadn't been reading it. I started a few weeks ago and I meant to send a picture to the TBP community. There was a company and I, I guess I should probably pull this up, but there was a timeline for a company that was, the Apple was looking to make an acquisition of before they bought Next. If you remember Steve Jobs's mm -hmm. company, 
they almost bought a different company instead. And it was called, I want to say B or something. Here we go. I've got it. Um, so this is showing all of the companies that were leading to Android. And hmm. one of them, so if I name all of them, it was, one of them was called B in 1990. This is the start of the Android journey. It's a fascinating little graph. I'll share, I'll share it in the text. Is it B-E-E? -E? It's like just Bumblebee? B-E. -E. Yep, B-E okay. founded. Yep. And then Palm founded Web TV, Microsoft acquiring Web TV, Danger founded, Palm acquires B, Android founded in 2004. And then Google acquires Android in 2006. And so hmm. that's kind of the timeline. But the most interesting thing here in this book was it was talking about the B acquisition. And that was that Apple was literally about to acquire B. And when I say about, I mean, I'm talking writing the check That's weird, and yeah. the and the b ceo or board or someone said and this is so the the intent here was apple wanted a and i'm using air quotes here next gen operating system that, huh. that's that was the goal they wanted a next gen operating system because the one they had had i guess wasn't doing well and so anyways they were looking at b to be that operating system and so they were about to acquire them. The CEO or board pushed back on the valuation of the company. And during that, you can, you can almost compare it to a go shop time. I don't think it formally was, but just think of it like that. 45, 60 day period. Jobs came to Apple and they ended up acquiring Next. And they acquired Next for their next gen operating system instead for a dramatically smaller amount, like order of magnitude difference. And... Next is, you know, famously, that's where like OS, OS X, OS 10, whatever comes from. And like that mm -hmm. operating system that is Mac OS today came from Next. And that's what would have been B. And so they literally would have acquired the core foundational team that later went and built Android for Google. That's wild. Isn't it? It was it crazy is. to me. It was it absolutely me, wild. Yeah. There's so many things like that in history that are just very little. Um, sorry. There was a pop-up over here that was um, disturbing. Um, there, There's so many things like that in history that are just like, gosh, if it just went one, if, if this one thing happened, how different our world would be today. And even like Michael Dell talks about it in his book uh, that he just released uh, last end of last year, I think. But he talked about yeah. how close Dell was to having Mac OS on their laptops or desktops, I remember that. laptops, whatever. Yeah, very, very close. But there was something that that um, that Apple was demanding that he was just like, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. And then it just didn't happen. It's crazy, so. man. There's so many examples of things like this in life. In fact, even like even the small things in life, like if we take it to an area I spend a lot of time in in gaming or watching competitive gaming. One thing that's interesting is, is if you're watching it, and I get questions about this all the time whenever newer people are watching something that they've never seen before, right? So they, they don't know how to watch an eSport. And so they're curious. They're like, well, hey, I, I can see all these people through walls. Can the players see them? And the answer is no. Like they, no. we can see these players through the walls because... Yeah, they, you have like you, God like mode they, that you're looking at. Exactly. From a, a, a yeah. Viewer. Yeah. It's Correct. just like watching watching professional football like from the stands on the side. Like when you're a player behind the line of scrimmage, you can't necessarily see everybody in all these angles. But yeah, you get this exactly. zoomed out view. What's fascinating yeah. is if you look at like this whole like these small moments in life that almost were or weren't, and then there's you'll see someone aiming literally right on someone's chest through oh, a yeah. wall. You might yep. even see them following them as they're moving yeah, over to know. the entry. Yeah. Yep. And then they turn away just as that person mm -hmm. walks around and they and the person who was pre-aiming on them, of course, has no idea they're there. Yeah. And then gets shot in the head. And that happens in every game of Counter-Strike, even the ones I played last night. And yeah. so it's like there's always these little moments in life that one one little thing whether that was one additional second of looking there or that CEO not saying you know that our valuation was wrong 
that changes sure. the entire course of a match or of history in this case. Yeah. And that just, it was, that was a crazy point. And it was early in the book. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like 15% in according to the Kindle percentage bar. Um, so it was, it was, that was fascinating to me. In fact, I'm going to send that to chat now. Yeah. It was a little, uh, little butterfly effect through all that stuff. Yeah, dude. But yeah, there's so many times and I, I can understand how it would be confusing for a viewer who's watching those professional matches and like, cause there's, they know they, their mind can understand where the other player likely is. And so they're looking at them through the wall and they're like, Oh, well clearly they can see them, but no, I, they it's, it's funny you say that. So my nephew, he was playing this or he was watching, yeah. he, he came to my, in my office and he saw this was on and he goes, I knew they could see me through walls. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was, oh, it was like 11 or something it was it was hilarious did you look at the tweet of the flute playing sniper video the guy I that did. Had, he has like a recorder that can and, and i guess he's a popular streamer that plays various instruments and then sometimes he's playing video games and sometimes he's doing both at the same time somehow he's got notes like if he plays this note then the and the aim goes up, this note goes left versus right and down. And then he snipes yeah. this guy with a different note. And it's just the funniest thing I think I've seen in a long time. That, that was oh. crazy to me. I, I couldn't believe that it had happened. But like what, what he's describing is literally he plays a note and the guy's crosshair goes up, plays another one, it goes to the left. And he did this <laughs> as he was following a, you know, a, another player on the map. This was in Warzone, so a Battle Royale game. And he was following another player who was running around the map, you know, didn't see him, didn't know he was there. And he was just trying to line up the right time for the shot. And then eventually he got his crosshair in the right place for the guy to run across. And he played, I mean, you could tell this was the kill note. It, it just, as he played <laughs> it, it, so it pulled the trigger. And it, yeah, it was perfect. And it just nailed, like nailed this guy. And the comment on Twitter was perfect. It said, <laughs> if you get killed by this guy, please just uninstall the game. Uninstall. Uninstall. It was so good. So good. I'll go. Uh, I'll go retweet it from the TBP account in case you're listening. Just go uh, find tech uh, at tech for breakfast with the number four on Twitter if you want to go see the clip. There you go. It's hilarious. All right. Um, what else we got? What else we got today? Um, oh, the ETH merge is happening probably tomorrow. Ooh. Somewhere around there. There's like less than ten thousand blocks left. Ethereum moves to proof of stake rather than proof of work. And so that's news. Uh, what else we got? Yeah, by the way, there's going to be implications. Mm -hmm. If this works and doesn't break crypto, then crypto is probably going to be in a good spot. If it does break crypto, crypto might be in a real bad spot. So yeah, yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to see what this looks like. I wish you know. I, I tried to think about this the other day. I don't really know what breakage looks like here. I don't, you know, I don't know how we're going to measure this, but it's going to be something interesting to see because crypto has been kind of quiet for a while because as things are, when the cycle's down, it's quiet. Once it starts going up, it'll get loud again. This will mm -hmm. be, be loud for a different reason, I think. I think more so than just like the dollar value of an asset goes up. So yeah, interesting to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I keep kind of patiently waiting for all the uh, the crypto bears to be right and for Bitcoin to go to zero, but I just don't think it's going to happen. You know, it's not I'm not trying to be like a permable or anything, but uh, even today, Fidelity uh, was in the news because they're looking at offering crypto trading to its 34.4 million individual brokerage brokerage accounts. So, wow, it's a lot of people that will have access via a new not like they didn't right? not like that. They couldn't have gone right. through Coinbase or something like that. So I wouldn't necessarily say it's an additional um, you know, 34 million people coming to the crypto market, but it's certainly going to probably introduce people that um, felt nervous about going to a Coinbase or something like that, right? Any other kind of exchange? Sure. Because they're typically familiar with just working through Fidelity. And now they have access to Bitcoin, Ethereum, plus everything else. And I'm sure they'll just, you know, move $1,000 into Bitcoin or something, right? Something super basic like that. But given... Fidelity has 4.5 trillion in assets under management. That's no small thing either, right? And let me go pull up Coin Market Cap. It's a trillion cap with a now, T, right? Yes, with a T. Yeah, <laughs> and the total global crypto market cap, so just every single coin, is now at 988 million, which I think is the first time in a long time it's been under a trillion. I haven't followed the uh, the graphing. Hold on, that, you said did you say million or billion? 
what did I say? I heard million. Did I say million? Sorry, I meant billion. Yeah. Okay. I this is the first time it's been million? under a trillion. It looks but, like in a while. Yeah. Got it. It went okay. down seven and a half percent day over day, like since yesterday. So it's now now below a trillion dollars. So yeah, nine hundred eighty-eight billion. Yeah. Excuse me. There you go. So. Anyway, oh man, can we get back to talking about sports or? Uh, I can tell you a fun little basketball story related to the wreck when I could play in it. I'll um, take it. When I when I broke my foot the first time, because mm-hmm. uh, that, that's just what I do. I, I break my feet. Um, by the way, I'm usually breaking my feet because I'm crossing other people so hard that I break my own feet. So just so. Oh, clear, okay. Your jab step is just so violent. My jab, it's cracks. just so, <laughs> that's exactly right. That's uh, that's what it is. You know, coach. You know, coach didn't put the film on on, on the tape, so that's what caught, prevented me from going to the NBA. But we won't talk about that. Um, no, I so I, I stopped playing. You know, a couple years in, so I was playing at the rec a lot. So I was kind of like Bulio's minoring in basketball, and. There was a, uh, there's a few times, you know, especially during the summer, because you know, if if you're there during the summer, that's that's free game to go and play basketball on the rec. There's not as many people there, um, you mm-hmm. know, for the, for the basketball players that is. But there was always that same core group, because like I said, there was like 15 dudes who never left that gym. Didn't matter the time of the year, like they were going to be on court for. And so we go there and we're playing and every now and then you have the, the basketball player, as you were mentioning earlier, who comes into the gym in particular, a new one, right? So a freshman recruit who's, who's coming in and he's X, Y, or Z big deal, right? Because he's a player for the team. And so I, you know, let's be honest about, about me, Aaron, I'm a five ten you know, average sized dude who doesn't look particularly special when it comes to any sport, much less the sport of basketball. Right. Yeah. But a lethal shooter, a lethal shooter. Um, I mean, and, and it, and in and the day handles, like you're basically, you're talking about John Stockton. That's I mean, I mean, handling the ball, Steph shooting, Curry. ball skills Steph Curry. I had, you're I was Steph, Steph before Curry. it was cool. You know, yeah. I feel, you know what? I feel you on that one. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, Steph, let's one V one. I'm ready. The, the interesting thing here though is like i mean back then foot being broken or not i'd got the screw in it was all John good stockton is 60 years old i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you he's 60 bro we're getting old we are getting old that's why oh. my feet break when i'm walking around yeah. i'm um, sorry go ahead i just had to look that it's up. all well we would I forget, we always I would say his name this. and most people wouldn't know who i'm talking about but yeah go ahead no that's impossible i don't think that i hope I don't think so. Anyways, so you were talking about how like you always had this, you, you could just tell these people were, were just better, yada, yada, yada. Well, they usually knew they're better too. And so they'd walk in, they have this attitude. I was no different. I had the same attitude when I first got there. And uh, one time there was a guy and he was like one of the top recruits we'd ever had at Tech. And he came in summer and we were playing and he came on and he was and they, he was saying, well, who should I guard? What should I do? You know, like, how should we go about this? Just trying to, in, you know, you know, interject himself in there properly with the crew, with the crew. And they told him to guard me. And they were like, yeah, just, just go guard that guy over there. And he was insulted by this, by the way. Um, Cause when you look at me and you look at him, it's like, what, why is this a thing that we're going to do? Well, they did this on purpose to new people who came in the gym. This was this was always like the ploy. It was you walk in and you tell them to go guard Russ because it's going to make them angry, especially when they don't know what's going to happen next. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went on to absolutely dismantle this kid and like hitting shots from 30 feet. You know, I think there was one time I th- I threw I threw his shot off the glass and it hit like half court by the time it landed, and uh, it just I mean he was he was flabbergasted, dude. Like I think I killed his confidence at this point, and uh, everyone was losing their mind. It was so funny. And then afterwards, I I told him you know my my recent history and he felt much better. But he was like he he was the only person who was like who finally figured it out. They were like, man. Y'all played me so hard. It was it was so funny. But we used to do that all the time. It was a lot of fun. So that was one of my best memories uh, at the wreck was uh, being able to to just. I actually it's one of my favorite things about basketball is being able to uh, 
you know, kind of, I don't know, surprise people, I guess you will. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, me. Let's see. I love it. I love it. Um, what else? Um, is there's there are other things we're we're running low on time i guess i can uh oh we are a few out on a few minutes left yeah just a few minutes there's one we mentioned in the chat but i don't think we ever mentioned on the show which is china plans three missions to the moon after discovering a new lunar mineral uh, that may be a future energy source right uh which apparently is similar to the plot line of one of those shows from Apple um, TV Plus, Armageddon. Oh yeah, you're talking about, and I haven't seen that one Armageddon. yet. Um, yeah, Ma- man, something mankind. All for man, yeah. for man, for all mankind. I think it's for, for all mankind. mankind. Yeah. Yep. Um. Anyways, interesting part here, as headlines typically do. China is one of, I think, it looks like five nations that have discovered this. Um, but I'm assuming that many are trying to figure out a way. I'm assuming us as well. We're not mentioned here. No, no one in China is mentioned here. It says it is a mineral change site dash Y could okay. be a future source of energy and was found in lunar samples. So these are lunar samples that were brought back to Earth. And that is how these were found. And so they're they're planning to launch these three unnamed or unmanned unmanned missions to the moon um, in order to try and discover this further. So get more, bring it back, test it further, and figure out if it's a new uh, source okay. of energy, which of course is a big thing for the world right now. Yeah, for sure. And I think energy independence for mission for for different nations is a major thing. So it'd be, you know, if if it's a thing, then it'd be a huge leg up for for them and what they're trying to do. It's a phosphate mineral and columnar crystal found in lunar basalt particles. Huh. It's one of those, you know, with a radius of about 10 microns through high tech means such as x-ray. What, what, how are they going to, yeah, it looks just like a tiny little crystal like you would find on, um, on, uh, what, what, what planet did Superman come from? Krypton. Krypton. Yes. Yeah. It looks like, uh, that's weird. Oh, uh, while we're thing. on it, yeah. Fun fact about Krypton: that's actually where crypto was discovered. <laughs> You're Nailed it. You're a nerd. Uh, <laughs> let me tie this in with the moon one. Do it. Um, our buddy at uh, Fourth Thomas on Twitter, he posted something this morning. News: South Korea's artificial sun reached 100 million degrees Celsius for more than 20 seconds, over seven times hotter than the sun itself. Wait, hold on. He said, uh, this planet is going to explode with experiments like this. <laughs> Why is this even being done? Yeah. Uh, I is don't it, know. Is it Energy because, is it because I don't the sun know. is going to dry up? I mean, which will happen. Just sort of I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing here, why they're creating an artificial. I mean, I don't, I don't know if this is nuclear fusion or what's happening. But they created a small uh, little experiment here where it reached 100 million degrees Celsius for more than 20 seconds. The good news is, I guess it was self-contained in something, which is a big challenge from a nuclear fusion perspective. But go look uh, it up if you want to learn more. I don't. I don't want to learn more because I'm scared of it. Um, I don't have anything else of, of, of merit okay. here or anything else to share. I guess the, only, I guess the last thing is just an interesting point. If you use Reddit... Um, maybe something we could even try with TBP. I don't know, but there was a, there's like an esports event going on right now in rainbow six. There's, there's always something going on. Apparently there's like a way to notify at the top of your own personal Reddit page. Right. So like the, your homepage with all the random things that come from the things that you've subscribed to. And it actually shows me that, uh, that there is a like current, live thread going on covering this match in fact i have two of these going on a chat for dota 2 and a chat for rainbow six pro league that are kind of showing up as active things going on i don't know that's kind of an interesting like active chats that are showing up inside of from my area as opposed to just like the top voted things so that's kind of an interesting change for for reddit Um, i don't know how it's controlled how it's done, but that was surprising to me as I pulled up Reddit walking into this. So if you're on Reddit, go check it out. Maybe there's something. Okay. I, I had to go look it up. It is nuclear fusion. 
and it, the previous time fusion they had done this or fission fusion okay nuclear fusion yeah the previous the previous time they did this in 2018 uh it was like very briefly in 2019 they were able to hold the temperature steady for eight seconds this year they advanced to holding the same temperature conditions stabled for 20 seconds and then this one this most recent one was 30 seconds and the whole idea is just being able to like sus like sustainably hold the heat and, and the plasma from the reaction so that we can turn it into energy very very interesting Okay. And this was in, you said South Korea? South Korea, yes, correct. Wild. Yeah, the Korean uh, superconducting Tom, uh, sorry, I almost said Tomahawk, Tokamak Advanced Research. So the K Star nuclear fusion reactor. So developed at uh, Seoul National University in South Korea. This is cool. This is very big. cool. It's a long time, it is 30 big. seconds. They uh, shut it down intentionally. It's not like it died because there's a lot of those. Uh, interactions they'll just like flame out really quick like whenever you create um, basically like uh, non-natural particles on the table of element or periodic table of elements etc sorry I'm having a hard time with my brain today just sick, all good but, um, final question for you yeah go before for it. we close it what generated more energy in its time interval the South Korean experiment for 30 seconds or you in your CrossFit competition on the bike for a minute? <laughs> Definitely the Echo bike for one minute. Oh, yeah, that's, that's um, kind of what I figured for sure. Okay, sorry. And the, you just reminded me mentioning, um, sorry, there's one other question here, but I got I to gotta drop to you. So apparently this fall, Apple is coming out with the ability to have phones be aware of, of um, decreased demand times on... Uh, the the uh, the power network, so that way they can recharge themselves intelligently with lower cost, more environmentally friendly um, resources. Now, knowing how little actually goes into charging and how fast it is, do you think this is a feature that actually needs to exist? Uh, I don't. Or, or are they reaching? I, I got to be honest. My hope is that this is something that you are able to turn off. Yeah. Because if if what it's saying is is that it's only going to charge during those times, I don't think that's realistic for the way the world works. Yeah, and I think it's an I, option. So, yeah. yeah. Well, so with that, I mean, thing about this too, like most people charge their phones overnight, which is when it's ideally better to do it anyway because there's less energy demand I while people are so. asleep, right? But they're going to call it clean energy charging, and it will be an option. You know, but it's probably I just don't see the importance of this, honestly. I mean, I honestly think that this is virtue signaling more than anything, but mm -hmm. it is a part of what a lot of companies and people do these days, especially in the era of social media. So I don't know. I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say thumbs down on this one. I think it's probably a poor use of resources for development. So I'm sure. hoping they didn't spend a lot of time on it. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I don't know, because I just don't think it's going to be that useful. I'm sure someone will use it and maybe it'll work out perfectly for them. But like just the way charging cycles go, like you said, it's already either happening at one of the times where it's, you know, less, yeah. less demanding on energy. Or it's what I was saying, which is that you may have to charge whenever you need battery. And, and for better or worse, man, I, the most important device in most people's lives is their phone. Yeah. So... Not having well, it charged I, because of something like that is, un, you know, is unacceptable. And obviously, you're saying it's going to be an option, which is fine. But it's like that's why I think yeah. it will maybe make this not very useful. Right, and I think the difference is going to be so imperceptible that, and and it will. My question is: Is it detrimental to the health of the battery in the device? Because my argument there would be: If you're not doing optimal charging based on what the battery needs, then it's less economically or environmentally friendly to charge it in a different manner than it is for what the battery needs, because then you're going to kill the battery and need to get a new battery. That's That's a bigger problem in my mind. Yeah, potentially. I mean, for those yeah. who don't know, you kind of want to keep it between like 30 and 80% for, for batteries to keep their health, yeah. you know, going. Um, I stretch that a bit, but 
Uh, I usually kind of do like um, like 15 to 85 range, but I mean, I charge it 100% overnight. I don't even turn on the, there's a setting that you can do on my phone to limit it to 85%. But I'll tell you, I got weird behavior with it. When I had that turned on, I actually got dramatically worse battery life. Like to give you an indication, oh, I might have, yeah, it's weird. So like in, in say one hour, I might go from 85 to 75, just using numbers here. But in that same hour, if I was at 100, I would go from 100 to 97. And so it's like, mm. it was very odd um, the way battery was being used. So I turned it off on both my tablet and my phone because it just wasn't working well um, on this particular device. I don't know what needs to be done different. But uh, one thing that Google does, I don't know if this is similar or not, but like Google will overnight, if you've set a alarm, uh, it will charge the battery to have it charged to 100% by the time your alarm goes off. So it oh, actually cool. trickles in the battery over, you know, the course of say eight hours, just based off of your alarm time. And when you plug it in, and I, I don't know if that's more or less efficient on battery stuff. It's definitely probably more efficient on the, the battery's health. That's why they do it. Um, yeah. But like on the actual power usage thing, I don't know if like trickling it over time is better or if doing it in a bursty moment is better. I'm not sure, but that's an interesting little thing that they've done for a few hmm. years now. Very cool. All right. Good talking to you too, or talking to you, dude. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> I was going to say, you're broken. You need, you need to sleep I am, or something. I did. Yes. I did not right. sleep the past right. two nights. You go to sleep. Um, I'm going to finish up some things for, things for work and uh, we're going to wrap this up right now. So that'll do it for another episode of the Tech Breakfast Podcast. Um, this was an interesting show. Um, congrats to, to Bewley for beating me in one-on-one six years ago. Um, I think it was that at this point, 2015. Is that seven mm-hmm. years ago? Yeah. Something like that. Um, so congrats to Bewley for that. Um, congrats to uh, me for making a doctor's appointment to actually see both of my broken feet. I, was, I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, and otherwise... Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Share it with your friends and family. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Peace. Even share it with your enemies if you want. I'm okay with that. Do it. Later.